Welcome to the Washington Union Alliance Church Podcast, an archive of our recorded sermons. We're a Christian and Missionary Alliance Church located in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. For more information, go to wuac.org. Copy of the scriptures this morning. Uh, you can go to Genesis chapter 32. We will be there at Genesis 32. Um, as always, if you don't have a home church, we at this church value the preaching and teaching of the scriptures, and I pray that you would find a church that does the same, preaches and teaches the scriptures faithfully. It's on page 24. If you want to just kind of open that of the Bible in front of you, and it'll also be on the screen behind me as well. Um, home. It's a four-letter word. Home. H-O-M-E, and it's where the story begins for all of us. The stories of who we are. They're wrapped up in this identity of of those four letters. Our stories, our relationships, who we are, they are all traced back toward the roots of our families. And families can often be the sources of pain and frustration and hurt and can often be the source of, of real hope and love and comfort and all of those things. And the Bible doesn't sugarcoat the real and the raw relationships, this real life stuff. And it doesn't present to us, the Bible does not present to us a very neatly wrapped up experience of a worry and pain-free life and including um, family life that can often feel very overwhelming and very painful at the same time. The Bible depicts real life and life as it is, church. It depicts to us real, authentic life and life as it is lived as human beings. And so is the story of Joseph. So I've been really praying through and thinking about um, the the next kind of step for us as as a church. What might be most fruitful and helpful? And I find that many of us are walking through family hurt, broken relationships, circumstances that seem very bleak, and some of us are walking in some very honoring and very positive circumstances as well, in families as well. But I'm trusting God, church. Church, I am trusting God to do some very, very hard work of restoring our families and relationships that are in them at this very moment. Do you believe that? That God wants to do that restoring work in our families, the hard stuff with our families. And I'm praying that God will begin to show himself in the midst of the Joseph story through the verses and the lines of what we read and how we read it, but that the real stuff of the Bible is confronted with real Christianity, real faith, really following Jesus, really following God. And so I've I pray that you'd find that in your heart and your place of being and whatever family circumstance that you may find yourself here today. And you've heard me say before, and this was not original, you've heard me say this, but that the great truths in the Bible are all about relationships, relationships with God and relationships with one another. That is the Bible. The Bible is telling us about relationships. And it is in that light we find the story of Joseph lands in the Old Testament. And the story of Joseph is a story about a family but a story about how redemption and forgiveness and hope is found in the midst of the story and it's very dark at points it doesn't seem very ble- it doesn't seem very very um, it doesn't seem like there's light at the end of the tunnel but it's my prayer church can I, we don't need to raise our hands or say amen I'm, i imagine most of us are walking through very deep hurts relationally real stuff but it's my prayer that the real stuff of family life we, get, we start to kind of go beneath the little service a little bit here. 
that it's my prayer that the real stuff of family life and relationship life might come to a place of healing and restoration. And it's in this story that a real God can be found in the very real stuff of you and I, what we really experience, what we really do experience currently right now. So I'm trusting the Lord to do some incredible restoring in the midst of our families and those who are closest to us. And I'm praying that this series, that we begin to uncover and discover all that God may be calling us toward, believing and trusting and maybe doing some very hard stuff um, but believing and trusting God in the midst of the folks that are placed in our circles because God has designed it that way for us. Whoever is in our circles is whom God has called us to be around and called us to be families with. And it's the stuff of everyday and everyday ordinary life that is placed right in front of us for all to see as well. I do want to set up this story from a 10,000-foot view. This will shape how we view Joseph, how we view the Bible, and kind of how we walk into this series as well. And the story of Joseph lands from Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, at the tail end of that. Genesis, primarily, it's Genesis 37 through 50. 14 chapters are written about Joseph. And really, all of this is sort of weaved into the beginning of time and the beginning of the story of God. And the Bible lays itself out as the story of God, how God creates the world, and how God gives uh, mankind the uh, dominion over, the, uh, over, over things, and gives us dominion, creates, creates mankind, creates uh, all, of the, all of life, and then creates man, and creates mankind with freedom to love God back, and freedom of choice, and creates them with free will, and uh, we stumbled and fell at the very, very beginning, and God tells us from the very opening chapters of Genesis, we find this. And all about, it's all about relationships between God and between others. And God creates the world with, in perfect harmony at the beginning, in perfect harmony in relationship with him. And then just two chapters in, in Genesis 3, we find that mankind quickly falls. And mankind quickly falls and sin enters the world, which eternally fractures our relationship to God and then to other people as well. And so we find in Genesis 4, very devastating effects of the fall, which very quickly turn on its head, that there are brokenness and devastation, and we find that the children of Adam and Eve are involved in some major conflict right from the beginning. I mean, this is right, the Bible presents it like mankind fell, and we fell very, very hard, and we fell very, very fast, very quickly. And so this major conflict, Cain attacks his brother Abel, and just four chapters into the Bible, just after the fall, we present this with like, there is very broken relationships between God and between others. And it is from the beginning of the Bible, fractured families, fractured relationships. And you see, and even at the very fabric of the fall, from the very beginning, it's fractured relationships and family life. Like at the very beginning, it's very fractured relationships. And ever notice that at the fall is fractured relationships within a family context? I mean, Abraham, Abraham is tapped on the shoulder. And then uh, God calls Abraham out of, of many nations, and God calls him to be a blessing to the whole world, and calls him to, to be a blessing, and God taps Abraham on the shoulder, and then out of Abraham comes Isaac, and then Isaac becomes Jacob, and then eventually Joseph, the last of the 12. So um, sort of setting this up a little bit is hopefully to think as you, maybe if you've read through Genesis or kind of walked through it, there's this family line that comes through it, and Joseph comes from Jacob, and uh, 
Um, so hopefully that helps you think through a little bit from the beginning of the Bible as well. So setting behind the stage. Have you ever seen those Olin Mill photographs? Or did you ever take one of those Olin Mills? Anybody? Raise your hand. Olin Mills. Yeah, okay. Olin Mills fo- photographs, right? Have you ever kind of wondered, what's behind the portrait? You ever wondered that? Like kind of what is behind the portrait of that? It's, just, it's a still photograph, but there's, a, there's somebody's family and somebody's story and somebody's life kind of behind that portrait as well. And Joseph, the Joseph story is a very complicated story. It can, be, it can feel complicated um, from his family life and from the background. And his father, Jacob, literally means deceiver. And like in the original languages, Jacob actually means deceiver, and he got that name from being a deceiver. Um, We're told that Jacob has a twin named Esau, and Jacob pounces on Esau coming in from hunting, and he's hungry. It's found in Genesis 25, and he pounces on the opportunity and the vulnerable position that he's in, and Esau gives away his material birthright away, which was part of his inheritance, and it's this crazy story of how things transpire as well. And then we get to 27, and Jacob deceives his father into his blessing, into stealing the blessing. And it always went to the firstborn son. And the oldest always got a double share of the inheritance. It was Esau's. Jacob deceived his father at that point. He actually used his father's blindness to his advantage. And his father was old in age, couldn't see very well. And then he goes on the run. Jacob leaves and goes on the run for 20 years and marries two people. And the Bible teaches us that which is, marriage is between a man and a woman, um, but it tells us of real life things. Just because the Bible describes it doesn't mean God prescribes it. And um, it tells us about all of the real life stuff that happens. And so Jacob goes off and the uh, Bible doesn't sugarcoat the sin and wickedness that oftentimes human beings have. And um, Jacob goes on the run for 20 years and evidently never seeing his mother Again, and so it is with many of our families, sort of the start of this with with the life of Jacob. Maybe the memories of your family life are hidden away, or maybe the slightest light of day won't come through the cracks of, of, of your family life. And yet, despite all of that church, God keeps his promises and he is relentless in his faithfulness, even toward those who are disobedient. Like, this is the scandalous nature of grace. Like, God still pursues and still works out his purposes, and he doesn't diminish. This does not mean that God does not look over or gloss over the choices that we make, which often, which, and even in the Bible, which are very, very flawed. It doesn't mean that God looks over that, or we, we are, there are consequences to our choices. Um, but Jacob reminds me that God is always relentless, and he's going to always redeem something out of your life story and our life story and maybe even our family story. So why start with Jacob? Because maybe in your family portraits or memories and stories of a family, maybe it's riddled with, maybe you think of your, this and you're like, man, it's kind of dysfunctional a little bit. Maybe there's some strained relationships in family. Maybe there's some jealousy. Maybe there's been some deceit in my family or some coveting or malice or envy or stubbornness or manipulation. And if maybe if one of those or maybe that's happened for you in relationships or even family relationships, know that that's why Joseph is in the Bible to teach us and to tell us about all about family life as well. You see, God chose that family, that, that family that, that was riddled with a lot of the jealousy and deceit and coveting and all of the envy, that God chose that family to be the blessing to the world. <laughs> and out of that family comes Joseph, and out of that family comes redemption. And God can certainly do it in yours. God can do it in yours. And if he can weave a story like that, there is hope for your family. 
And there's hope for you. There's hope for your story. There's hope for exactly where you are right now. And there's a plan behind it all. We're just going to go to Genesis 32 real quick. Genesis 32, verse 22. This is the story of Jacob. This is Joseph's father. This is kind of behind the porch. This is kind of how this story kind of starts and sort of um, give you a little bit of perspective as we walk through Joseph. This is Jacob, verse 22. That night, Jacob got up and took two, two, his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he'd sent them across the stream and sent over all of his possessions. So Jacob was left what? Alone. And a man what? wrestled with him until daybreak. Then the man saw that he could not overpower him. He touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the man asked him, what is your name? And he answered, Jacob. And the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and humans and have overcome And Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? And then he blessed him there. So we find that Jacob, it's a very, if you have ever read through this story, you know that Jacob's an interesting little story. And it's very complicated. And it's very, it can be feel very complicated at least. And Jacob's this kind of this interesting person in the Bible. And so read it if you can. If you have, if you have time, read through the story of Jacob. Um, but oftentimes, church, and Jacob wrestles with God. This is this kind of this picture I just want us to have here today, is that oftentimes the very thing that we need to wrestle with can become a new day of faith, can become a new day of faith. Oftentimes, a lot of us, and if we've been brought to the surface even here today, even in this moment, if we are like, you know what, I know that there is something that I need to wrestle with, that I have to wrestle with with God, know that God, know that that is a new day of faith in God. And if you're wrestling with something, whether it be a relationship or personal, God is not intimidated by our wrestling, but we've got to wrestle with it. Like church, we have to wrestle with it. It's a very, very close encounter. It's this wrestling match between the living God. And it's this story where it's time, church, it's time to get personal with God. Maybe for you, it's time to get personal with God. Maybe whatever you're wrestling with. And it's all part of this. It's all part of God's makeup for how God wants to use us and then also use our families and also bring forth redemption. You know that God wants your soul. God wants your heart so badly that God is going to wrestle for it. And it's a sheer act of tenacious grace that God wants and God would not let Jacob go. So are you willing to wrestle with some of the things that you know you have to wrestle with? 